A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. Would he close down falls, the oil industry? Would you close down the oil industry? By the way, I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I would that's transition. a big statement. That, it is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Bruh. Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh, I see. And here's the deal. But that's a big statement. That. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time. Bruh. Over time. And I'd stop giving to the oil industry, I'd stop giving them federal subsidies. He won't give federal subsidies to the to the gas, excuse me, to the to uh, solar and wind. Yeah. Why are we giving it to oil industry? We actually do All give right. it to solar and wind. We and that's maybe the biggest question. statement in terms of business. That's the biggest statement. Okay. Because basically what he's saying question, is he is Mr. going President. to destroy the oil industry. Bruh. Will you remember that, Texas? Will you okay. remember that, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma? Vice President Biden, let me give you 10 seconds to respond, Ohio. and then I have to get to the final question. Vice President Biden. He takes everything out of context, but the point is, look, we have to move toward a net zero emissions. Bruh. Down to zero. The first place to do that by the year 2035 is in energy okay. production. By 2050, totally. All right. One is he going to get China to do it? No, we're finished with is this. Is he we going to, to get China to do it? Our final question. No, we have to I'm going to rejoin Paris Accord and make oh. China abide by what they agreed to. A few moments later. Price of regular gas six dollars and thirty nine cents a gallon, and that is if you use cash or credit. But right across the street at Chevron, if you're paying in cash, you'll pay only six dollars and twenty nine cents. Doesn't sound like a big deal, but ten cents a gallon can add up. Is especially if you commute a lot. Now, gas prices are higher. These prices higher than the normal or the average in Los Angeles, which is $6.16. In the last two days, according to AAA, gas has gone up about $0.05, cents, with the average price of self-service gasoline rising to a record number. Well, hello there, Dot Connectors. Welcome to another episode of Connect Those Dots. I am your host, Joe. And uh, can I just ask you a question? Are you surprised at all? Are you surprised at what you're seeing? The buffoonery? The impact on your life? The lessening of the quality of life that you've come to know here in America? Your high gas bill, your high grocery bill, your difficulty to find infant formula, you know, it it shouldn't come as a surprise to you because he told you this guy, Joe Biden, who we all laugh at, we all giggle at, we all 
complain about. He told you on the debate stage. I know it comes as a surprise to you because you didn't vote for him. Nobody did, but, you know, they tell you that he got the most votes more than any other president ever on the face of the galaxy. Joe Biden got the most votes ever. And if you deny it, then you're a conspiracy theorist racist. And you ain't black. But here he is, Joe Biden, bumbling and fumbling. What must be what? Stammering and stuttering. What must be what? Dragging us down to hell. What must be what? So it, it shouldn't come as a shock to anybody. I mean, I play you those clips uh, all the time of Joe Biden and Klaus Schwab and how uh, Klaus and Joe are buddy buddies and uh, the way Klaus talks about Joe. He puts his little sweetheart voice on when he talks about Joe Biden. So honorable Joe Biden. So it's all par for the course, right? This is the World Economic Forum, Great Reset, Build Back Better agenda. And in order to build something back, you have to destroy it and dismantle it and render it obsolete first. And that's exactly what they're doing here. And the gas prices and the inflation and the tougher accommodations of everyday living are just a symptom of this larger global plan initiative Great Reset. Right, please, sir. And Joe Biden was chosen to usher in America into this sort of controlled collapse that we're seeing on all fronts. You were the chosen one! That's why he's a laughingstock. That's why he was brought in to delegitimize America on the global stage, to further make the argument for their one world government because America is supposed to be this shining, beautiful example of national sovereignty and freedom and liberty and all of those ideals that the country was founded on. They're trying to delegitimize all of those things in order to consolidate for the one world government. That's why the UN and the World Economic Forum consolidated. This afternoon, the Secretary General and Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, will, sign a, will witness the signing of a memorandum of understanding on a strategic partnership between the UN and the World Economic Forum, which outlines areas of cooperation to deepen engagement between the two institutions and to jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 agenda. That's why they did the uh, World Health Organization Treaty with all these countries involved, U.S. being one of them, all to just delegitimize the idea of nationalism and nation states and different cultures. They want nothing but homogeny. They want nothing but groupthink. They want everyone to be a mind-washed slave. And when you question any of this, when you propose an opposing viewpoint... They hate that. They don't want that. They think you're too stupid to even come to that conclusion. So when they hear you even say it, they hate you even more. They're like, who do you think you are for having such thoughts? Who do you think you are for asking such questions and having critical analysis? Who do you think you are, peasant? Shut up and go back to sleep. Don't ask us questions. It's the climate change. It's Putin. It's the big oil companies. That's why your gas prices are so high. It's the big oil companies price gouging you. 
So I'm going to play you all of these clips of Joe Biden and his press secretary and uh, the secretary of energy or whatever stupid title this woman has, this freak, all these freaks. I'm going to play you the clips of them and what they say about your gas prices and just essentially how stupid they think you are. It's just like when Joe Biden talks about guns and he talks about assault rifles or whatever. He talks about automatic rifles and he goes, what do you need an automatic weapon for, Jack? That deer in the forest ain't wearing a Kevlar vest, you know? Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. So he thinks that you think that the Second Amendment is about hunting deer in the woods, is about hunting quail in the forest using shotguns and and, and birdshot. He, He thinks that's how stupid you are. And some people really are that stupid. Some people actually are that stupid. Some people will hear that statement by Joe Biden and think, yeah, why do these people need a machine gun to go out hunting, right? Like, it's so weird. They obviously want a machine gun to, like, shoot up a school. So this is the type of brain-dead, vacant minds that are out there being controlled, being worker bees of the hive mind. They're all little worker bees of the hive mind. And when you're not a good little worker bee, when you're not in the hive mind, they don't like that. They don't like you. But before I continue going off on a tangent here, let me get into some clips. I think I've played this clip before for you on uh, the climate change episode that I did. But here, I'm going to play it again for you. Here's Joe Biden on the campaign stage uh, grabbing a young girl, a crying young girl who's been completely brainwashed and thinks the world is going to end because of all of the mainstream propaganda and the Hollywood propaganda about climate change and how the world is going to end because of man-made climate change. A dire warning. A dire warning. A dire warning. Dire new warning. Dire warning. Another dire warning. The situation is dire. A dire warning. Dire consequences. A dire warning. It sounds dire. What prompted this warning? We have a global emergency. It's here. It's man-made, and there are going to be uh, dire results. The government issued its most dramatic report yet about climate change today, and it came with a, a dire, dire warning. warning. A stark warning. A warning to humanity. An existential threat to human civilization on this planet. Here's Joe Biden grabbing a poor little propagandized young mind victim of psychological weaponry. Here's him saying it out loud that I'm going to get carbon down to zero emissions over my dead body, young girl. Grabbing her all creepily as he does. Uh, but, but kiddo, I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel and I am not going to So there's so much you can dissect out of that clip. You can talk about the potency of the propaganda and how it affects the minds of the young and how it's targeted toward the young. And that's obviously what we see with all of the indoctrination in all of its different forms that we see today in 2022. No need to go down that rabbit hole right now. 
when we're already in this one. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. But yeah, we can see how potent the propaganda is making the children think that the, the, the death of the earth is imminent and it's all due to people driving cars and coal and fossil fuels, so-called fossil fuels. And then you got Joe Biden that goes up there and says straight up that I'm going to get rid of fossil fuels over my dead body, young lady. I'm going to ruin your life whether you like it or not, young lady. Whether you know it or not, I'm going to ruin your life and get rid of your energy Get rid of your electricity, get rid of everything. So now here we are. Joe Biden is in office, been in office now for two years. And we see the fruits of his labor, so to speak. We see what he means when he was saying, I'm going to get the carbon down. We see what he means when he says, I'm going to get to zero emissions. I'm going to go after the oil industry. We see what he means. When we hear people like Pete Buttigieg and Stephen Colbert and all these people talk about get, a, get an electric car. Oh, get an electric. Oh, you can't afford gas? Well, get an $100,000 electric car, Jack. So the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. But, but the fact that this is the point that we're at right now. And we sit here and shrug our shoulders and moan and groan. It's pretty ridiculous. It's pretty pathetic that we put up with people like Joe Biden, who literally runs around town. Like, imagine this scenario. Imagine Joe Biden's running around town and he's like, I'm going to take away your drinking water. I'm going to get rid of your water purification facilities. You don't need to drink water anymore. It's hurting the environment. Uh, we got an alternative to water for you, okay? And then he goes and shuts down the, the water facilities. And then you say, I have no drinking water anymore. Oh, my God. Where's my drinking water? I can't survive. And then Joe Biden says, oh, Putin shut down your drinking water. It's the it's the water purification facilities fault that they're they're not giving you water. But then you say to yourself, but dude, I j you told me the entire time that you're going to shut down the water facilities and I literally saw you do it. And now I have no drinking water and you're telling me it was other people. And now you're saying that you want to get more water, but you told me I don't need water in the first place. And now you're going to give me an alternative to drinking water, a necessity in my life. And now there's no drinking water for anybody in their scarcity. So that's the exact situation that we're dealing with here. And he sits up there and people like the new press secretary, Jean-Pierre, 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 Karine Jean-Pierre. She's an immigrant. She's black. She's a woman and she's gay. So she takes off four different uh, diversity and inclusion markers right there. So you can't say anything bad about her, but she's the replacement for Jen Psaki because, I don't know, I guess people just realized how evil Jen Psaki was. They say that she left and she quit, but I think people were just realizing just how evil and conniving and how much of an unlikable person Jen Psaki was. So they kind of shifted gears and replaced her with uh, Jean-Pierre. But unlike Jen Psaki, who was knowingly lying 
the entire time she was up there and getting off on her lies and how sinister and how evil and how conniving she is. Jean-Pierre is different. Jean-Pierre is very ditzy, we'll put it. And she just reads off a cue card and she just reads talking points. And if she's asked any sort of critical question, you know, she, she buckles and has no recourse. So here is uh, Jean-Pierre, the new press secretary, when she's asked about gas prices. I know the president once said that he was going to end fossil fuel. Is that now off the table? No, we are going to continue uh, to move forward with our uh, clean energy uh, proposal, our climate change. Talking points, climate change. They don't want you driving a car. We're going to continue with it. She just says it right there. She just says it right there. We're going to continue with our climate change. Well, we know that. You shut down our oil pipelines. We already know that you're shutting off the oil industry because you already told us. So there she goes. She just confirms it. That's the first thing she already says. She slips up already. She exposes the truth already. Uh, and so proposal. Is that the so priority? He, climate I, change I, over gas No, prices? that's not what we're saying. We're what saying we're saying that president, we're saying I'm answering I'm answering the question. Is his priority lowering gas prices or is it addressing climate change? First of all, we it's you can do both at the same time. Just a complete lie. Just a complete lie. They can't. That's like saying uh, we're gonna enslave you and free you at the same time. Like that's the language. That's what it means. We want to give you climate change restrictions. That's like just saying we just want to restrict you more on your life because of because because of carbon and you are carbon. Everything you do is carbon. And you know how they talk about the carbon credit systems and the carbon tracking that we've covered already. They talk about it. They love it. They want to give you a carbon credit score from the freaks at the World Economic Forum to Ghislaine Maxwell literally talking about carbon credit scores for years. A pollution-based tax system, principally CO2. Put a price on the carbon. Individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. So Jean-Pierre doesn't understand really the language that she's using. She's just a mind-washed little liberal girl that doesn't really understand the deeper implications of the words and what they really mean and the initiatives. So she's saying, oh yeah, we can we can have climate neutral and uh, give you gas. Bruh. She doesn't know what she's talking about. What we're trying to deal for, uh, what we're trying to uh, deal with right now is how do we lower cost for American families. And one of the things that we are seeing currently right now with oil refineries is they are using this moment that there is a war in Ukraine to, to actually make a profit. Has nothing to do, so she, she's double blaming, double deflection. She's blaming the gas corporations, the oil companies who got their supply chain completely stifled with shutting down all of the drilling that we had here domestically in America. So she's blaming them because she's told to, and then she's blaming the war in Ukraine. Yo, Ukraine is thousands of miles away, has nothing to do with me, has nothing to do with the petrol that I put in my car. But they sit here and blame Ukraine, and they talk about Vladimir Putin and Putin, 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 who's Vladimir Putin to me? 
What do I care about Vladimir Putin in Ukraine? What does that have to do with my gas? You shut down pipelines here that we had locally. That's what has to do actually with your gas. So they sit here, they talk about climate neutral. They say, we're going to shut down your gas. They do it. You get pissed about it. They blame Vladimir Putin over in Russia. They blame the oil companies who got their entire business stifled because of the pipeline shutdowns all across the country. As soon as he enters the White House, Joe Biden shuts down pipelines across the entire nation. We were once a fuel independent As soon as Joe Biden enters the ring, as soon as the World Economic Forum puppet that he is enters the White House, shuts down our domestic oil, makes us oil dependent upon other countries. So yeah, probably is the Ukraine-Russia situation a contributing factor to the price increase of our gasoline? I'm sure it is. I'm sure it has some contributing factors. I'm sure there's some residual ripple effects that go on through that. But your price was going up long before Vladimir Putin was stepping foot in Ukraine. And it was intentional. And he told you he was going to do it. No more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. So so that's just what frustrates me, is just the bold-faced lying that we have to suffer day in and day out with these people. Like you You would never think in your wildest dreams that such corrupt pathologically lying criminal psychopaths walk among us and set the policies that have ripple effects in all of our lives. You would never think that that is like the grim reality of the situation that we deal with when we're just trying to live our lives, get by day to day, but we have these corrupt psychopathic liars that think we're so stupid and brain dead. And yes, a lot of the people are. But then there are some of us that are like, dude, are you are you, are you really think I'm that dumb? But they spew these lies and there's such blatant insults to your intelligence. And one of the people that does this is a person named Jennifer Gramholm. And she's the energy secretary here in the United States. And she looks like a wicked witch, a a wicked librarian matrix witch with tattooed eyebrows. And I've played you clips of her before. She she was one of the people, she she was on a CNN or MSNBC, one of those. And she was talking, she was laughing when she was asked about gas prices. She was laughing and she was like, yeah, everybody should I just get an electric car. <laughs> laughing like a freak saying you should get an electric car. Again, an insult to you. 
We obviously are all in on making sure that we meet the president's goals of getting to 100% clean electricity by 2035 and uh, net zero carbon emissions by 2050. And, um, you know, if you drive an electric car, this would not be affecting you, clearly. Uh that was her then. This is her now. Here's what she said on CNN this week. We want to see us move to clean energy, but we also need to see this increase right now. And we are asking the oil and gas companies as well to diversify. Well, what other choice do they have? You're sabotaging their entire operation. You're shutting down their means of production. What other choice do they have? They're being told that they're being priced out, that they're being made obsolete. There's a transition occurring from them. What else do they have to do? But it ain't working. Where's your transition? Where's your alternative? You wanted to get rid of gas so badly. Now you're getting rid of it and you have nothing else to replace it with. But here you go. You're clean energy. You're going to replace it with clean energy. And make sure that part of that they become diversified energy companies to be able to produce other means of clean energy because they have huge deep pockets. They have a big ability to invest in the future as well as investing right now so that we don't see oil and gas causing the inflation numbers and people being hurt every day. So then again, just demonizing the oil industries that were intentionally sabotaged. That's like if, if you had a farm and you sold everything out of your farm. You, you know, you sold eggs, you butchered hogs, butchered chickens, you milked cows and sold the milk, made cheese, X, Y, and Z. And then a gang of marauders come and slaughter your chickens and slaughter your cows and burn your crops and destroy your whole operation. Now all your supply has been intentionally sabotaged and the people who sabotaged it, the people who slaughtered your cows and your chickens and burned your crops are sitting here saying it's your fault. Th that's literally what we're dealing with here. And they get up on TV and say this to you, expecting you to go, wow, those, those oil companies are really bad. Folks, the oil companies are having trouble getting oil themselves. They're having trouble paying for the oil because of the scarcity, because of our dependence on other places outside of America to get oil when we already had oil independence before Joe Biden. I mean, it's it's bizarre. And they talk about the climate change and they talk about clean energy and they talk about the Paris Climate Accord, which is just another globalist front group to enslave you and count your carbon. But meanwhile, China can operate hunky-dory without anybody even thinking about them when they have the most, quote, dirty emissions or not clean energy that they operate with in China. In China, they make a new coal factory. I think the statistic was like, they, they, they make new coal factories like week after week in China, new new factories, new oil refinement factories, they, they're just cranking out factories like you wouldn't believe in China. But no, here in America, we can't even get gasoline. We can't even drill for gasoline to fuel our vehicles because we're destroying the climate. But in China, China, who's the 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 golden child of the new world order. They can do no wrong. Everything China does is great. They can have as many 
factories, as many power plants, as much energy as they want, non-renewable or otherwise. They don't have to, quote, go green. It's It's such BS. It's such BS. It's such an insult to you. It's such a lie. It's such a hoax. See past it already. Understand what they're doing to you. Connect those dots when Klaus Schwab says it's a great reset and they talk about carbon credit tracking and they shut down your oil pipelines. I mean, come on, it's not that hard. Seriously, it's not that hard. They literally tell you all of it. They tell you everything from Gates to Schwab to Harari to Biden to all the people under Biden. It's trickle down puppetry. They're all puppets controlling other puppets below them. And they all say the same things and move toward the same goals and have all these different initiatives like their medical initiatives with, you know, the pandemics and task forces and injections that we've talked about ad nauseum here. Germ games. And climate change nonsense, green energy, lies. Blah, 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 blah. It's all leading toward one world government, destabilizing nations, delegitimizing the need for independent nations. The end goal is the one world government homogeny, one world currency connected to your biomedical data and your carbon credit system. That's what they talk about. And the gas prices you're seeing is just an early symptom of what is to come. Because if the gas prices don't go down and the trend continues where they only continue to go up, then you're going to see everything else continue to go up as well. And you're going to see more empty shelves. And when we're seeing this anomaly of food preparation facilities going up in flames, thousands of dead cows because of a, quote, heat wave. And this is unprecedented. We have never seen anything like this where food preparation facilities are being destroyed on such a massive scale in such succession from one another. So scarcity is only continuing. Scarcity is only continuing. Meanwhile, the country is being invaded at the southern border. Do you see here? Are we connecting some dots now? I hope we are because this is all part of it too. You know, this is all part of the Great Reset as well when we see the flooding in of illegal immigration. I mean, because if you don't have a border, then you don't have a country. What is a country if it doesn't have a border? What is a sovereign nation if it doesn't have a border? The whole idea of a country, of a nation state, is that it stands on its own and that it has its own citizens that experience the benefits of that country. So when you have no borders, when you have no citizenship, when people can get citizenships at the border and everything else that's going on across that border drug smuggling, sex trafficking, what have you, just complete chaos, essentially, and you have a foreign population flooding in. I mean, I saw a statistic that over 25% of Central Americans 
have migrated to North America. Did you hear that? Over 25. That's one in four. That's every one in four Central American migrating to the southern border into North America. Are we surprised, though? Are we surprised? Didn't Joe Biden tell us this one, too? Remember when Joe Biden told us, quote, that this country is doomed? This country is doomed because by 2040, he said by 2040, I know they talk about 2030 a lot, but he said by 2040 that it's going to be minority white European here in America and that Hispanic people were going to make up the majority of the population in America. Remember when he said that? Here, let me play it for you again. Refresh your memory. This country is doomed. It is doomed, not just because of African-Americans, but because by 2040, this country is going to be minority white European. Hear me? Minority white European. And you guys are going to have to start working more with Hispanics who make up a larger portion of the population. Y'all do. So he said that he said that in December of 2021, he's saying this country is doomed, doomed. And he said that on a Zoom where like Al Sharpton was on it, Kamala Harris, Stacey Abrams and like a bunch of other like. You know, black people, He Joe Biden was the only white dude on the Zoom, and he's saying that to a bunch of black people. And you cannot find that clip anywhere. I'm lucky I have it saved, and you're lucky that you listen to Connect Those Dots, and you can hear all these clips, and uh, we're both lucky that we can both see through all of the BS. So when they tell you that replacement migration is a racist dog whistle or whatever they try to say. One consistent argument those bigots and racists have made is that the newcomers would overrun the people who are already here. You can you can record that clip on your phone and play that for people. And then you can lead them to the UN website and take them to the section on the UN website that is literally titled replacement migration theory. And then you can look up replacement migration in Ireland, replacement migration in the UK, replacement migration in the Netherlands. It's happening everywhere to where the the white European countries, just like Joe Biden said, not just here in America, but all the white European countries over in Europe are being replaced as well. Look it up. And it's on the UN website. So is the UN racist? He's got a point. Just some food for thought, just some more dots for you to connect. When they tell you it's racist, when they tell you it's Putin, when they tell you it's Russian disinformation, when they tell you it's anti-science, when they tell you it's transphobic or homophobic, when they tell you, oh, man-made climate change is destroying the world, when they tell you January 6th was an insurrection, but then you can't talk about any of the BLM riots, Just understand that those are the real dog whistles. They talk about how there's all these dog whistles. Those are the real dog whistles. Those are the real rallying cries. Those are the real keywords. Those are the real activation words that they use to propagandize and push an agenda. My spider sense. It's back. So our our spidey sense should always be going off when we hear that type of language. 
because it's it's directed to stupid people. It's directed to like the lowest common denominator. And they think you're stupid. That's why they talk to you like you're stupid. But that's why it doesn't work on you. And you say, hey, stop that. I'm not as stupid as you think I am. Oh, you're not as dumb as you look. But just know that there's no coincidences here. Nothing is just happening due to some unforeseen factors or chance twist of fate. This is all happening by design. This is all written in Klaus Schwab's book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, and his other book, COVID-19, The Great Reset. And he talks about it himself, that there will be destabilization, that pandemics and war and cyber attacks also is what he says, will cause supply chain destabilization, will cause mass layoffs, will cause complete reversal to the old world that we had that was all well and good. We are never going back to that. That was a, a fiction that we are returning to. So people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. So when all these things happen, don't be surprised because they've already said it all. They've said all of it. And next week, we're going to go over that same phenomenon, but in a different facet of the Great Reset, and that's the injection initiative, where they want to inject everybody. Now they're talking about annual injections. They're talking about injections for infants up to six months old. And they already told you this is exactly what they want to do. You're going to want to give it to six-month-old kids. So that's next week's episode. And the hypocrisy just knows no end. The non-self-awareness and just the, the, the balls that these people have to conduct these projects and go forth with these goals and then sit there and boldface lie to you on television day in and day out. It's something truly remarkable. It's something truly on a scale, on an epic level that we've never seen. I mean, people used to go and lie and, you know, politicians would fluff the truth and all sorts of things like that. But this is a level of lies and deception and cloak and dagger and mental gymnastics and psychological warfare that the planet humanity has never seen the likes of on such a large scale. I mean, it is, it is something truly remarkable to behold. And we live in such a pivotal time in history that we should actually appreciate it. We should embrace it. We should come at it head on. We should be appreciative. We should be hopeful in the fact that we have this knowledge, and we understand the deeper implications and nuances of the situations that we're all going through here and what they ultimately lead to, we can take that as a blessing and use it to our advantage, or we can be afraid of it I'm scared. and see it as this horrible thing, you know, which it is. It's, <laughs> it's okay to 
be disgusted by the truer implications of it and be disappointed with that's really the challenges that we face. But at the same time, it's this is an epic time in history and now you know more than ever just to guard your heart and really just love your loved ones and try your best every single day to just make some kind of positive impact out here to block off all the negative ripple effects that are going on. You you need to create your own positive ripple effects. I'm not trying to be some motivational speaker here, but people are always like, Joe, what do we do? What do we do about it then? What can we do? I don't know what we can do on a big scale. Like everybody just needs to understand it. And you know, everybody's so hypnified and zombified out there. It's going to be tough to really have that kind of breakthrough. But what you can do on a micro scale is just try to make some positive impacts out here in the world in any way that you can to fight against the current of all the negative ripples that are going on that are out of your control. That's deep, bro. That's deep.